Welcome to the Child Care Business Coach Podcast with Evelyn Knight, where mindset mechanics come together for success. Evelyn Knight is the leader of the ECE revolution and is on a mission to touch 1 million children's lives through the elevation of the ECE community. Hello and welcome to the Child Care Business Coach Podcast. My name is Evelyn Knight and thank you so much for taking the time to listen to me talk. Whether you're online watching me live or you're listening to the podcast, I really appreciate your time and that you trust me with the information that I present. So today I'm going to get right to it so we can just move right along. Uh, I want to talk about something that has really affected my own personal life. I'm going to do this a little bit differently today. I did a presentation a couple weeks ago for uh, the early childhood investigation, and I'm going to talk a lot about what we talked about there because it was very impactful. I have gotten so many emails regarding this subject that I decided that I need to bring this to my community, which I have done some uh, different presentations on this already. So this isn't going to be the first time you guys hear about this from me, but it is very important for you to hear it. So today we're going to talk about becoming legally smart and really, really thinking about protecting your child care center. It is so very important to constantly be thinking And so I'm going to show you guys some slides, which I don't normally do on these, do I? But I want you to think in terms of CYA, right? And most of us know the term CYA, but I'm going to put a different spin on that. When I say CYA, I mean, cover your asset, right? It's very important for us to cover our asset. And many of you don't even think about your child care center as an asset, you look at your child care center and you just go day by day as small business owners. And whether you're a child care center owner or director or whatever, every small business owner, not everyone, I can't say that. I should ever use an absolute, but many small business owners make this very big mistake where they don't understand that their business is an asset and they don't treat it that way. Just like your home, right? Your home, we invest in, we know it's worth money. We know our home is like going to provide for us. But some of you don't treat your home like an asset either. And you don't keep it up and it's constantly devaluating. Well, your child care center is the same way. If you don't keep up with it, it's going to devaluate. And you're not going to have a tangible asset. So the first thing I was thinking about when I was doing this is what is an asset? what is an asset, right? That's the first thing we should actually think about and what you really do need to know. So I'm sorry, I'm trying to get these uh, where I want them and it's not quite going where I want it to be. There we go. So an asset is anything that is worth monetary value to you. So like if you were to sell it, it means something. The house I live in right here, it is my asset because it's literally like a bank account. If I sell it, I'm going to walk away with X amount of dollars, right? Because I have equity in my house. You're, as a child care center owner, your child care center is the same thing. It is an asset you should be building. Directors, you need to be protecting this asset for many, many reasons. First and foremost, for you owners, one day you're gonna wanna retire. One day you're gonna wanna sell. And you want something that's worth money. If you're not managing your financials correctly, keeping track of data, 
And if you're not protecting yourself legally, then you don't really have an asset and you're not treating your center as if it is an asset. So how are you treating it, right? And and let me give you just an example. Here in my hometown, I live in a little town and we had this little auto center and it has been established for 30 years. Owner is awesome. He has this great customer base. I was his customer for the longest time. Well, he didn't treat his business like it was a business. He didn't treat it like it was an asset. So when he got tired and it was time to retire and he wanted to sell, because he hadn't kept good records, he hadn't treated it like an official business, he had nothing to sell. He had nothing to sell. So he ended up having to close down and he ended up walking away with nothing. About a year and a half ago, I was approached by a center owner to buy their childcare center. And they were asking $150,000 for the business. They did not own the building. And I told them, well, send me all your information. They had nothing to send me. I said, I need P&Ls. I need your budget. I need your projections. I need a balance sheet. Send me all this data. You know, I asked them, I need a list of your families with all the contracts and all these things. They didn't have any of this. They scrambled to create inaccurate P&Ls and, and when you're in business, you got, for those people who know what they're doing, who know and have the money to buy your centers, we know when you're faking a P&L, okay? We know when you ran to an accountant really quick and said, here's my books, create a P&L for me. We know, I can tell. The balance sheet, the things just don't add up. She had no contracts with parents, nothing with staff, nothing at all. And I came to her and I said, you don't have a business to sell here. There's really nothing tangible. You close every summer and reopen and nobody's under contract. Nothing. And you can't even show me historical data to tell me if you're making money or you're losing money every year. So I basically told her the only thing this center is worth is the furniture. And I basically was being very generous, to be honest, and I offered her $25,000. So she was trying to sell me a business for $150,000, and I told her, to be generous, all I'm buying from you are your assets, which is the tangible items, which are your furnishings, right? I will do an asset sale at $25,000, and that, to be honest, is very, very generous. So she turned me down. She did end up finding someone locally who was willing to build her buy her business for $75,000, still 50% of what she wanted. And this is just somebody who really didn't care, didn't care that there were no contracts, didn't care. She just wanted to own this business. So that happened, right? And then that fell apart. And now the center has been shut down and it is no longer in existence. And they got nothing literally nothing. So that's what I want you to keep in mind. If you're not treating your center like an official business, like it's an asset, you are leaving so much money on the table and you are losing a lot of money. The next thing I want you to think about is how are you planning for the future? How are you protecting your assets? When my husband died, this became a very fast and painful reality. And before I get started on this, I actually am going to go back up a little bit to this disclaimer. 
I am not an attorney. So as I'm telling you this information moving is that this is literally sort of just to serve as education and empowerment purposes, but it is not construed to be legal advice. I did not create this to be legal advice. I'm telling you my own personal experiences, and I really want to save people from a lot of the heartache that I've been through because when I lost my husband, a lot of the things I went through were really hard. You're already depressed and sad because the person you love is gone, right? And it it was an awful time. And I'm approaching the two-year anniversary of my husband's death in a couple weeks here. And that first year, to be honest, was a nightmare. Because not only are you grieving, but now you've got to deal with all this legal stuff. And it's not easy. So there's so much I could have done before that would have saved me from so much heartache. And that's what I'm bringing to you right now is just to try and help you through that. But the other disclosure I want to make is that every state is different. So depending on what state you're in, you have to speak to an attorney or get some professional help in each individual state that you're in and then figure out how it works for your state. Other disclosure I'm going to do really quick before we get into this is I am so passionate about this that I have actually become an independent representative for Legal Shield. Legal Shield is an awesome company. I have had it for my child care center for over 10 years. I literally, I became an independent contractor for them about 18 or not, what is it? I think that's right. An independent consultant, whatever the term is, about 18 months ago. So even though I've been with them for 10 years, when I went through this process with my husband, I became so passionate that I said, you know what? Sign me up. I'll start representing your company. So if any of you have any questions, put it in the chat. Uh, in the description, I put a link to our Legal Shield where you can sign up to become a member of Legal Shield because it's literally the way I describe it is kind of like having legal insurance, right? It basically gets you a lot of the forms you need. You'll have attorneys that can look over your documentation, uh, help you create a will. And then if you need a lawyer, it gives you a discount. There's like a network of lawyers. Uh, So depending on what state, you should be able to sign up and get all of this help. And my team can help you with that as well. So let me know if, or let us know if that is something you guys are interested in. We would love to get you started. Get this rolling. Signing up for an estate, getting all that done can be expensive. So this is a way you can get it a little bit more uh, economically um, feasible and just not as painful. Let's see. Moving up all these screens, trying to figure out which one I want you guys to see. There we go. So on the personal side, and this is just advice for you personally and professionally, you want to have a will, right? But what I learned the hard way is that a will is not all you can have. My husband and I had a will, but we did not have an estate. We did not have a trust. And that was the big problem for us. Um, You want to have somebody to make sure somebody has power of attorney. Uh, And I'll tell you one of the things that happened to me was um, there was a time where I was in the hospital with my husband a lot and I was the only one who could sign off on things. That is never healthy, right? Because now I was already sad and stressed and didn't know if my husband was going to live or die. And I had to stop everything because my business needed me to sign something. Have somebody who has a power of attorney. What if something happens to you? What if you're in a car accident? Can your business go on without you? Very important to know. Directors, 
encourage your owners to sign a power of attorney. You're going to need it one day. Life happens to all of us one way or another. Have an estate plan. Get a trust put into place. Had my husband and I done this, the months and months of headache that I went through would not have happened. I would not have had to go through probate. But here in Nevada, you go through probate even if you have a will. It's not as complicated and it's not as difficult, but I still had to go through probate. Do an IRS audit. Make sure that everything is aligned. Like have a good accountant do an IRS audit to make sure everything is where it needs to be. And call your insurance agent and make sure you are protected the way you need to. You should have a really good relationship with your insurance agent. That's a pretty important thing to have. And if you do, it's you don't have to be worried about them trying to upsell you on something. You can trust that they have your best interest in mind, right? And you can trust that they are fully protecting you. Insurance is not something you want to be cheap with. <laughs> Insurance, you want to make sure you're really investing in. So in your business, make sure you have your tax set up properly, your proper business and tax set up. Something I learned your legal structure and your tax structure are different. So for example, my business is an LLC, but I am taxed as an S-Corp. Two different things. I deal with, let my lawyer or my accountant deal with that. But just be aware, as an owner, you need to know these things, okay? Education is empowering and you need to be aware. Even if you're not the one doing it, you still need to know. Make sure you have proper contracts with families and employees. Make sure you are covering yourself from lawsuits. You should have an indemnification, which is a hold harmless clause at all time. You should have really good policies that keep you protected from liability. Do not open yourself up to lawsuits. There are so many different organizations as well that can help you with this, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Systems of operation. This is vital. I would not have survived the period where my I lost my husband without good systems of operation. That was the difference between me making it and not making it. So before my husband passed away, my employee, Christina, who she now works for me, she actually at the time worked for my business coach before she came to work for me. And when Ronnie was, when I knew that there was just, he wasn't going to survive, what we did, she helped me create a 12-week plan that basically helped me to be able to walk away from my company. And we really created these systems of operations. I documented everything I do. I created the system for it in order to make me duplicatable, right? It's why I can do what I do today. And now we have one for every single role at my childcare center. But basically, it's so that someone else can step in and you don't have to do any, everything. That should always be in place because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And if that's something you need help with, that is something we here at Childcare Business Professionals can help you with. We can help you create those systems so that you can duplicate you. Um, know you're legally protected on your website. Do you have the proper disclosures? There are literally people out there right now, I ended up finding out, that do nothing but look for people's websites in order to sue them. 
Like if there's no terms of conditions, no privacy policies, people are literally hunting the web, just trying to sue somebody. A couple of years ago, uh, Delta Airlines lost a $30 million lawsuit because they had a pop-up sale. So they created a website with a pop-up sale and it didn't have a privacy statement on it. So some person who was an opportunist looked at it, found it, sued them and won. A, literally a one-day pop-up website cost them $30 million. Um, know what is a liability. When you're at your center, start looking around. How are teachers treating the children? How are they maintaining your building? Are you leaving tripping hazards? Are you, what is going on, right? Another thing I learned is as long as you do your due diligence, you are not liable, right? People can try and sue you for everything. Children are going to break your, their bones at your center. Things are going to happen. It's life. It happens naturally. That does not mean you're liable as long as you and your staff are doing your due diligence. Now, on the flip side of that, if you're not doing your due diligence, you are liable. So make sure your staff is trained and you are trained to do your due diligence. Directors, this is on you. You have a responsibility to all of your staff members who rely on their paycheck and to your families to make sure you're controlling this due diligence piece and you're maintaining liability. Because if there was a lawsuit and you are found guilty, most insurance is going to help us out. But not only is it going to kill your reputation, but that could destroy the business. And that means that your center directors can literally go out of business because you dropped the ball. I know that's pretty hard, but it's something you need to hear and be aware of. And of course, insurance. We talked about that. Um, I'm going to skip through some of this because uh, it's just a quick mindset Monday. But become proactive instead of reactive. Create business a business contingency plan. If you have to step away, what is going to happen? Make sure your finances are ready. And make sure you have an organizational chart. An organizational chart is a chain of command. So if something happened to you, who's next? Who makes the decisions? Make sure they're empowered to make the decisions, right? Make sure people really just know what's going on. Now, create your liability protection team. That's another really important piece of this. Have the right people in your corner to make sure that you are legally safe and protected. You need a good insurance agent, a good legal group like Legal Shield, which is why I now represent them, a good accountant. That should say a good bookkeeper, but a good bookkeeper. Usually your accountant and your book good, uh, your bookkeeper are going to be two different people. A financial advisor. My bookkeeper is also my financial advisor. She helps me stay in line, stay budget, stay focused on my dreams and my goals. Have a good relationship with your licensing representative. Treat them like they're your partner and have a business coach like us here at Child Care Business Professionals. It's I have a business coach. I always will. I want somebody who is outside my fishbowl who can point out to me areas that I'm really lacking in. Very important to me. That is something you should have too. That's something that we do here at Childcare Business Professionals and what part of the reason, there's several reasons I created this company, but that is one of the reasons because we can come in and help you with these things. 
make sure you're protected. Our HR expert can help you. We have a lot of different things to make sure uh, that you're protected and just getting our opinion and the connections that we can bring to you. Create your liability protection team. It is so, so, so important. And uh, let's see, I think I have my stuff, maybe not. Okay, so you can contact us again if you would like to get legally protected. And here's all my different things since this is normally a presentation I do. But I really just want to leave last final thought with you guys is just make sure you're covering yourself, protecting you, protecting your asset. Life is stressful enough as it is. Make sure you're not making it worse than it has to be. I can't imagine what would have happened to me. A lot of this was already in place when my husband got sick and passed away. But I can't imagine when I was already going through the hardest thing in my life, had I not had a lot of this in place, I would have lost my business. I would have lost my livelihood. Not only would I have lost my husband, but I would have lost my way of life the company I had worked for my whole life. So many people go through things like that where they're facing these horrible, tough situations. And because they didn't take proactive steps beforehand, they tragically lose everything. And that's where we have to step back and ask ourselves, am I going to be a victim of life and circumstances or am I going to be a victor? Years ago, I made the decision to be a victor in my life. And being a victor means that I am prepared and I'm not going to make up excuses. It would have been very easy for me to do nothing and just allow life to flow. And I probably would have lost my center if I did when my husband died. And everybody would have felt sorry for me and pitied me and just like, oh, poor thing, her husband died. And then her son fell apart. But honestly, that responsibility would have lied on my shoulders. Because I didn't take the steps, it, I, my responsibility. I didn't protect my program. I wasn't responsible and I didn't do my due diligence. So take responsibility, take the bull by the horns and get your center where it needs to be. If this is something that you need help with and you are not one of my members, make sure you join our membership. And if you are a member and you feel like you're just lacking on this, reach out to Lisa. She can help you reach out to Mandy or Christine, whichever team member, we can just make sure that you're structured and you have the things in place that you need. Come to office hours. This would be awesome, you guys. If you're my members, this would be a great office hours discussion. So make sure you bring these questions to office hours. Um, I may not be at office hours tomorrow because I've got to figure that one out. So I won't say that yet. But Make sure you bring this discussion to office hours because we can go through as a group. And I'm sure a lot of our members are going to have the same question like, oh my gosh, am I legally protected? So we can go through to make sure you have the right systems in place, checks and balances to make sure you are legally safe. I hope this was helpful for everybody. And as always, let me know how I love to hear the feedback. So let us know what you think. If you're listening to the podcast, I would love and really appreciate a review. If you're not and you watch my videos, I would love for you to go on Apple um, Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you listen to my podcast and give me a five-star review. I really, really do appreciate it. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for joining Evelyn today. For more information, please visit childcarebusinessprofessionals.com.